Hello gorgeous gorgeous girls and welcome back to another episode of Girlfriends. I'm Lindsay and as always during Dracula season I've got my best girl Sophie here. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm really good. Um, I'm still full of cold so again sorry for the way I sound Um, but I am this season is just getting better isn't it like I feel like this past episode was just where things really ramped up a notch (laughs) so I'm very excited to talk about it yeah for sure like we have our first official extermination like shit's getting real now we're starting to see the relationships for good or for bad developing between the monsters and it's like we're really hitting our Dracula groove now Oh yes and yeah for better or for worse I think that's we see a bit of that in this episode oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um so before like we fully get into it I don't know if you saw on Twitter and stuff but the girls are upset that Onyx was in the bottom last week yeah there was some discourse (laughs) absolutely and it's like I kind of agree but then at the same time I'm like I don't know who I would have replaced them with as well no we chatted about that last week didn't we of like I I see that they're in the bottom and I feel bad about it and I don't think they should be in the bottom but I don't know who I'd put in the bottom like you know this these are kind of conversations we usually have when it gets to like you know the the later weeks of the competition yeah when it's like you're really getting down to nitty gritty and you kind of don't want anyone to leave because they're all so good but yeah i like I, I have to agree with the public and like i did like onyx's look it did have a story it did make sense to me and yeah it sucks that they got exterminated yeah i think it i th- thinking back to it I feel like you know when we think about like the garbage pail kids the story behind that I feel like Onyx's look fit that mm. like you I would you could see that on a playing card definitely um so yeah but I think there's been a lot go- going on on Twitter I think like I've seen a few people kind of talking about some of the things that happened in this episode um there just seems to be a lot happening <laughs> on the old internet at the moment <laughs> oh well we'll get into it as we as we go along then so the episode opens with a, a slight clue as to what the episode's going to be about and the bullies are in this hotel like welcome welcoming him how do you say that word welcoming us in there we go <laughs> you got it you got it <laughs> Um, and then we're in the laboratory and everybody's talking about who they thought went home uh, slash got exterminated and people are like really mixed about it Um, so even among the monsters like there is a bit of love for Onyx's look Um, before Cynthia comes back there's a little bit of um whisperings of a wee romance between Neohuru and Orgosic. I'm well, I'm a sucker for this shit. Like, if you listen to my Scream 2 review that I did with Rowan, I like the whole time I'm just like, oh, it's so cute that Courtney Cox and David Arquette were like falling in love in this movie. And she's just like, shut up. <laughs> You're so salty. And I was like, I love I love stuff like this. You're just a big old softy at heart, aren't you? I feel like <laughs> whenever I mean, I feel like the last few seasons on Dracula, there's been some sort of like romance or a love triangle. And I feel like whenever we talk about it, you're always the like champion mm-hmm. <laughs> of the romance. You're like, oh. I don't care about the drama. I don't care about the looks. I just want to watch them in the cauldron all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love a love story. What can I say? <laughs> but you know it's bound to happen in these environments when you're in such like close proximity with people feelings blossom don't they oh yes (laughs) 
So as I kind of mentioned, Cynthia returns. And she's a fucking fired up when she gets into that laboratory. I personally love it. Like I feel like Cynthia is going to be a fan favorite. I think you could tell that from episode one, like they're really fired up. They're really funny. They've got the quips. Like they can, they can just like give it like, I don't want to say they've got a, no, I was going to say, oh, she's got a big mouth, but that's the wrong phrase. She's got like a sharp tongue. Yeah, That's the phrase I want. Yeah. She's like, just very sure of herself, like very charismatic. Um, and I think, you know, whenever it comes to her, like confessionals or anything, it's like, yes, I'm, I can't kind of wait to take, like, hear what comes out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that like motivational speech. Like we we've just started watching like Ted Lasso and I feel like that speech would fit right in <laughs> in everything that goes on on that program. <laughs> I love in JK's confessional they were just like is she fucking rehearsing this shit? <laughs> I that did I laughed out loud at that bit of shade it was because I think I'd probably be a bit like of that kind of frame of mind like who's put 50 pence in Cynthia like what, yeah. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> absolutely um so in the last episode in the cauldron you know the usual question when there's people in the bottom who do you think should go and a lot of people actually said oh I think it should be JK and JK wasn't even in the bottom they were safe and JK brings this up and is just like I just think that's completely unnecessary. Like, do you think people actually thought, oh, JK should be in the bottom? Do you think they're maybe a bit butthurt that they had been brought back? Or do you think it's what JK is thinking and they're just trying to deflect from the question at hand? I think it probably started off as people being a bit salty that JK had been brought back. Like, I think especially when you think about that first extermination challenge where it was literally bungee jumping off bridge into the dark like if I was Satana I'd be fuming like mm. I'd had to do that for kind of no reason like the, obviously there was a reason but you know what I mean um but I do think like JK is getting kind of unfairly targeted at them like from the other monsters um like you say he wasn't in the bottom he was safe like clearly his look was fine he was brought back for a reason um and, you know, when they were kind of all talking about it and they were like, oh, this is just our opinion. Like, we thought you should have been the one to go home. And it, I think, you know, as we'll see a little bit later in this episode as well, like, JK has got a lot to give. Um, You know, one of my kind of creeping favourites, going a, a bit further up in my estimations. Um, And I think the one to watch. And I think maybe it's causing a little bit of like, it's ruffled some feathers, maybe a little bit of insecurities being brought out in the other monsters. But yeah, I, don't, like, I think we had a, we chatted about it, was it last week or the week before? Like, I don't know where all this is coming from, where they're all kind of like, JK, JK, JK. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I, I really can't understand it either. And like, I also don't think the Belize would bring someone back lightly. Um, no. they've kind of said in the last two episodes that they, they see something really pertaining to what Dragula is at its heart mm. in JK and that's why they like they brought him back um, and I think yeah definitely like based on what happens in this episode they're definitely one to watch so I think I think it was a good thing Um. Even if just for the confessionals, I think their confessionals are great and they're also they great. They are amazing, just hilarious and just gorgeous looking as well. Like, yeah. um, I'm happy to have a hundred confessionals from JK in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the bullies appear on screen to give the monsters the latest floor show challenge and this week's challenge is to present a look based on the theme of a haunted hotel um their look has to be like a ghostly figure that would somehow be tied to a hotel and as well as this they also have to perform a lip sync to a song from 1913 um so that to fit in with the era of their ghost um what do you think of this because like i mean i heard this and i was just like oh jarvis is gonna win yeah i thought 
that Jarvis would lean on the Shelley Duvall, <laughs> um, things like that. But yeah, you think Haunted Hotel, it's like ghosts. Like I'm thinking, you know, drawn inspiration from American Horror Story, the hotel um, mm. season, The Shining. I was like, we are going to get some really cool looks. I think even though it's quite a like specific prompt, Mm. there's a real broad range of things that you that you could go with I think in this this challenge yeah definitely and you just you think about all the haunted hotels in the US I mean there's mm. sure there's some in other countries but US-based competition there's so many in the US and like American Horror Story Hotel was based so many of the characters were based around real life people who have some kind of history with a haunted hotel like there is actually a lot more than you think that you can do with it so after they announced the floor show challenge they also announced the fright feet which this week is a game of chance and it's game of chance we've seen in season four and season three and it is that the monsters well, it's a slight change on it. They have to pick, each pick a hotel room key and there's one special key and this special key gives that monster the power to save themselves, save someone else from extermination or put someone up for extermination. And this uh, Fright Feet is hosted by Dragula alum Coco Kane. How happy were you to see Coco? Oh, I was absolutely thrilled. My little heart was like, yes, Coco kid. Like, looking absolutely fucking stunning, by the way. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. Yeah, they looked so good. Um, Yeah, it was just great to see Coco. Like, I almost kind of wish she... She was so close to winning Titans. And it's just like... She's like she's a Dragula legend for a reason. And I think it was so nice that Blackberry and their confessional was like, Coco's the reason I'm here. Like, and I think that was the like Coco's whole reason for doing Dragula in the first place. There's so many people who just think the kind of gothic world is just for white people. There are absolute idiots out there that say that black people can't be goths. And I mm. like I'm so glad there's someone like Coco who is in that kind of sphere and just doing it so well. Yeah, total trailblazer, total trailblazer. They were so funny mm. as well when people were picking the keys. <laughs> but after everyone's picked their keys, it turns out that Jarvis has the lucky key. Um, and it's quite funny throughout the episode how people are like extra nice. Oh my God, Jarvis. that bit was... That bit with Blackberry, I was crying. <laughs> and it's, it's like, like, hi, okay, can I get any help? And it's like, you would you have come over and talked to me if I didn't have this very special key? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's funny how the other monsters like take note as well. Like Anna is just Anna's just like, oh, I think Jarvis likes me, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um so later on when they're getting ready, Throb kind of takes JK aside to the cauldron and has a chat. Um, we saw last week in the cauldron that Throb was kind of like trying to talk Jay down and then Jay was saying that he feels like he has to like bite back. Um, and I can only imagine like what kind of situations he's been in where he feels the need to constantly bite back all the time. Um, and it is hard for people when they're in these situations when they feel like they're being attacked. And like I've always just kind of ignored it, but even that's hard sometimes because you're still having to listen to it and it still like wears you down. But I just kind of shut down in those situations, whereas Jay and like many others bite back. And yeah, it's really hard. And he kind of talks about how he's sick of people just saying he should be in the bottom all the time because like he's not doing any better or any worse than anybody else, really, like over the last two weeks. Um what did you what did you think about this interaction? 
I think this is one of the things that I've seen on Twitter where it's really split people down the middle, this mm. whole conversation. So like some people are like, I thought it was really nice, like a really kind of authentic moment. Um, you know, we've got to see a bit more of throb, a bit more of like, you know, really getting to peel back JK, how they're feeling about it, where a lot like the other kind of half, the other kind of side of what people are saying is like actually it was a bit patronizing. Um is there like an angle to it? Like it's a, it's quite um an interesting thing to look at. Like when you're looking down the like the hashtag and stuff of how like quite split people are about this interaction. For me, on, like on my first watch, I thought it was quite a nice moment. Um, just you know, as we've seen the last few weeks, people really kind of coming for JK. Like you say, I don't think for any good reason. Um, you know they they've shown that they're capable to be here. Um. They weren't in the bottom and the the performance at the best of their ability, you know what I mean? And then um I think sometimes it's really easy to go along with the crowd, like what other people are doing. So if everyone's kind of saying, Oh, this person's a problem, this person's an issue, it's really easy to kind of tag along on that and be like, mm, yeah, whatever. So I think for me, I thought, oh, it's nice that maybe they've got like a a, a friendship a potential mm. ally like someone's looking out for them so I think the whole discourse around it's been really interesting yeah <clears throat> I don't know if it's maybe when she was like oh he reminds me of my little brother mm. um but no I th- I thought it was a really nice conversation as well I think it's important to know that you've still got a friend because like you say it feels like sometimes that everyone's just jumping on the bandwagon the I hate JK bandwagon and I don't really know what he's done that nobody else has like there's a lot of loud mouths amongst the cast and but for whatever reason he's on everyone's shit list um but I thought it was nice that it was a bit reciprocal like Jay talking about how Throb needs to celebrate themselves more like they won last week and he like wanted to hide behind the couch and like not talk about it and it's like you should celebrate your wins like I don't know there's like there's nothing wrong with being like yeah I did a good job um I think it's funny actually one thing I like noted this week is that like people keep talking about Anna being quite reserved and I think mm. that is a kind of like inherently British thing. Like, yeah. I, whereas I feel like Americans are just so like, blah, 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 like so loud and like emotional sometimes as well. And it's just like, I think Anna sometimes needs to be a bit more like the Americans. But yeah, yeah I guess it is odd if you're in that culture of being so loud and like me, 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 and like it is really embedded in the culture because they all think America's the greatest place in the world, which it definitely is not. And um, yeah, the fact that Throb isn't being like that, like it will be strange. Yeah, to I think in a like a performance space as well, like, you know, everyone I think has a perception of, you know, performers, people who you know put themselves out there or theatrical are going to be really like extroverted and really out there mm. um so I think that can be tricky if you are a bit introverted or find you know, find it really hard to celebrate the positives about yourself like that can be a really difficult journey to be on so if someone is kind of celebrating you and being like you know the ultimate like you were the winner you were the best it's okay sometimes for other people to say that but for you to accept it that's another kettle of fish completely isn't it yeah I like I talk about this in therapy like all the time and it's just like tell me something that you like about yourself and I'm just like "Mm, oh I don't know and she's like well if it was easy we wouldn't be doing this would we (laughs) I'm like yes (laughs) that is that is the one phrase that'll send me into like a cold sweat like you know when you're doing like icebreakers at work and they're like oh you know say your name tell us a fun fact about yourself and what you like about yourself and I'm like I would literally rather shit in my hands and clap than do yeah. that yeah like, 100% no. I'm always getting pulled up for that at work like because I do that classic thing of like oh if that makes sense does it make sense or like oh I'm sorry if this is bad like oh I haven't had time to work on it and like me manager will be like oh Sophie you're really like grafted on this for like 
a week you know what you're talking about I'm just like oh I don't want to be perceived don't look at me (laughs) yeah oh yeah I'm very like that so I think we could probably all learn a lesson from what JK is saying to throb and it's just like in those moments when you've done something good it's okay to say like oh go me I did something good yes (laughs) (laughs) so so in the laboratory everyone's getting ready and Neo is having a bit of a hard time and Fantasia and Satana corral round to kind of see what's happening and Neo is t- talking about how they've recently spoke to their family on the phone just to let them know that they're like doing okay on the show that they're on and reveals that her family's completely unaware that she does drag, is doing drag on TV and that they've transitioned um, to female and yeah they're just having a really hard time with it uh, I, just, I just felt heart sorry for her and it's like it's unfortunately far too common on these kind of shows for this narrative um, both like in the US and like news from China and people from other countries as well it's just having to hide this big part of themselves and you know like drag's a job but hiding that you've having to hide that you've transitioned it like that must be really really hard it absolutely broke my heart this whole bit you know I think Neo said that oh they think I'm on in like an educational visit or something like they don't know I'm even doing a tv show um it was just heartbreaking and seeing them so upset but also like I think what really tipped us over the edge into like full-on like oh my god my face is wet I'm having a bit of a cry about it is just seeing Fantasia and and Satana like just come over and be like we've got you like we will support you you're a I think what did she say a pretty you're a pretty transsexual and it was just (laughs) like just such a like just a lovely conversation and I think you know for those um for Fantasia and Satana as well to be able to come from a place of like I really do understand like where you're coming from I've had these conversations it's it's okay that you feel the way you do but it's also okay to be like really proud of the person you are now it was oh it was just it was just lovely but heartbreaking and I think you know the more types of these conversations we see you know the better yeah, definitely. I'm glad her fellow trans femmes rallied around her because they're going to know exactly what it's like. And I think like Fantasia gave some really great advice about just living your life for you. Again, I think something a lot of people need to hear. I've heard of a lot of people in my life like not doing things because their parents would be really upset. And they're like, I honestly think like, oh, what's the phrase? But just, like, one mark of, like, growing up is that time that you disagree with your parents and say, no, like, this is what's happening. And it's, like, it's a rite of passage. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's, like, if you consistently your whole life are just, like, oh, but mom and dad said this, mom and dad said that, it's, like, I don't think you're ever going to truly grow up. Um, And just about other things as well, like, I know, well, I know for me, I've had to, like, pull away from parents and just like not have them in my life anymore I know other people who have had traumatic childhoods who have had to just pull away from their parents as well and just be like you know what this isn't something I need and you need to just live life for you Um, because it's your life it's not anybody else's and no one else is going to live it for you either you know life's just too short to be unhappy like that and to not feel like you've yeah like you say you've lived for you and yeah it's, it's just too short yeah so I love that Fantasia was just like you know you have to live your life for you if you need to pull away from those people for a bit fine you know if you know they'll catch up basically um so yeah I I, I love that um what I also loved in this episode is watching all the monsters practice their lip syncs 
in this the cauldron so and it's like you have Jarvis doing some like of the time Charleston swivels and then Fantasia just like throwing it back in another corner just shaking them tits for Jesus like <laughs> is that not what a 1930 little ditty's all about just absolutely swinging your tits around the room like having a lovely time that's what they would have wanted <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia was like completely lost in the song as well I think she was the only one like practicing at one point and she was just in her own world and it was just it was so funny to see because I was just like what is she doing <laughs> so let's move on to the floor show uh, the bullies come out this week in this glow-in-the-dark look. Um, what do what do you think of it? Because I feel like later on they kind of allude to like hating it, and I'm like, oh, okay. That so they came out. Obviously, you see the UV, the glow in the dark, and I was like, oh yes, this is given everything I needed to give. Then we saw the the headpiece, and I still don't know what that is i've what did i write down i've got um a toilet bowl a pillow a urinal cake oh my god like, i i don't know what it is and i don't mm. think they do either yeah <laughs> which is fine <laughs> i must say though that the makeup is i think some of the most beautiful makeup that we've seen on the Bully Brothers so far. Like, oh my God, I love it. I might have to recreate it. It's absolutely stunning. <laughs> um, and this week on the judging panel, joining them is Landon Sider and Tanana Reeve Do. Yes. Um, I love Tanana Reeve. She's so nice. Yeah, a brilliant judge, I think. Mm. Like, I, like, I think, you know, so far, the judges that we've had have just been so far, but like the feedback is just so like pitch perfect. Like it's not mm. just like, you know, critique for critique's sake or anything like that. I just think it's been just fabulous. And I love, I, I just love Tanana Reeve. Um, so let's get into the floor show looks. And the first person we saw was Throb zombie um so Throb mentioned in the cauldron that they were kind of going for a serial killer look um I don't I don't know how you dress like a serial killer but it did get very like rich man who lives at the hotel you know I thought it was I really liked this look I was hmm. like very sexually confused by it um <laughs> I think it was given like if you know Richard Marie Ramirez, like how everyone was like, oh, he had like all the women hanging off him, but he was actually like foul looking. Mm. I think Throb Zombies was if Richard Ramirez was actually hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like if, I don't know, if Richard Marie, I can't speak, Richard Ramirez and Gomez Adams had a gorgeous ghost baby. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Stunning. <laughs> <laughs> I love the colour palette and their lip sync was really on point as well. Definitely so, one of the tops for me. Yeah, for sure. Definitely deserving of that top placement. Um, so next was Blackberry. And yeah, like they had this I didn't quite get it like how it fits in because they have this like tree with cigarettes and I think it's funny that she uses the the British slang term because I feel like I don't know why right you, you all know that a fag is a cigarette in the UK right but yep. Americans get so fucking butthurt over someone referring to it as a fag and I have like I'm actually really mindful on here because that's what I would call them yeah but I know people get really butthurt about it and it's like I am not talking about <laughs> LGBT people. <laughs> like, I'm not on here wanting to say slurs, but a fag's a cigarette. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, in um, like the Northeast, a lot of it, like, a lot of the slang is tab. So, like, oh, do you want to go out for a tab? Oh. And everyone's like, like, I remember going to uni in Liverpool and like my friends who were smokers would be like, oh, going out for a, a cigarette or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you're having a tab? And they were like, 
are we having LSD? Like, what is happening? <laughs> I just think, like, slang and things, it's so funny. But, yeah, like, I think most of the time it is, that is the word that you would hear. So it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what did you what did you think of the makeup? Because there was the bullies kind of commented on the use of white on the face, and I think Drac said they thought that was like the kind of ghostly element, and Swan said, "Oh, I loved that there was fag ash on the face," and yeah. it was, like, seemed to be a bit of confusion. And I'm like, I'm looking at it again now, and I I can't even really decide myself. I think maybe you know the maybe the intention was to have like yeah cigarette ash is like maybe the contour um I think there was a prosthetic on there at some point as well like uh, yeah I I think I don't know if this is more like the whole look in general like a cigarette girl if that's more of a American thing in a hotel like I don't know maybe when back in the day they were around in the in UK as well I think they've died out a little bit but for me I would have thought it would have been more like going to see it there. Like when you go see the pantomime and you get your um your ice cream at half time by the, the the people who are walking around in the trays. I didn't immediately get hotel. Yeah, now that you say that, it's like maybe it's like like girls they would hire for the function rooms, and if there mm-hmm. was like a function, they would go around with like you see like at the theatre it would be ice cream, but I guess back then it would be cigarettes. Yeah, while there was like the showgirl was performing. And they would go around and sell cigarettes, maybe. I never thought about it. We were literally talking about this at work, about how many places you used to be able to smoke and how absolutely wild. When we went on holiday, when we went on holiday, wherever we went to Croatia and we walked in a pub, like a little Irish pub, and everyone smokes indoors and it was so weird. Like, because I, I was like, oh, we walked into the smoking area by mistake. No, the whole place was the smoking area. It was bizarre. Wow. Like, to come away and have, like, your clothes and your hair, like, stink of cigarettes. I was like, this is taking me back to the 90s, going to the yeah. pub. <laughs> like, being dragged along to the pub by my mum and dad. <laughs> oh, it was Littlewoods for me. And like, me and my mum would sit in the smoking section because the smoke knew the, where the barrier was. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, we'd covered, like, Littlewoods fry up <laughs> in the smoking section. Oh, my section. God. Yes, I remember Littlewoods calf. That's brought, like, unlocked such a memory. <laughs> But yeah, like it was, you know, you'd go to the pub or whatever. It's like, do you want to sit in the smoking section? And it's like, no. But then I guess I will be sitting in the smoking section because all that's just going to come over while I'm having my Sunday dinner. Like, yeah. stunning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it it was, the look was kind of thought through. And I did like, you know, the cigarettes that were kind of stuck in the skin and things. But I, I, I just didn't immediately get hotel mm. from it. so next up was anaphylactic um and she was kind of a a socialite who uh takes their own life um for whatever reason like i'm looking at her look now and it like it's it's really nice like you can tell that she's a ghost of a socialite i think what's not quite so clear is the suicide angle of yeah. it um you don't fully get it from the teeny tiny bullet wound in the head and that was kind of like the main criticism of their look it was that it was like it was all in the back and you didn't see it until the very end which is a shame yeah because i thought when they turned round and you saw the detail on the dress, the like the makeup on the head and things. I was like, oh my god, that looks sick! Like it looks so good, um, but it just wasn't sold enough in the performance, um, and it, I think, you know, it just looked like maybe like ghostly woman. I think uh, if they'd come out with like I don't know, like a suitcase or something like that, it might have just again sold that like haunted hotel angle a bit more. And I think this is just, it comes um, along with that critique, doesn't it, of anaphylactic, where it's, we're seeing a bit of you, but you just need to give it, like, that bit more. Um, I think that picture would, like, that um, costume, should I say, like, that performance would look great on a photograph. 
um because I think we're seeing them post on Instagram and it looks so good on Instagram but the performance aspect of it just wasn't quite there I think that kind of goes back to what we're saying before like Anna's like overthinking everything and I feel like like a good thing about like America is is that they throw it all out there Mm. and I feel like her American compadres are doing that but she's so in her head and I'm kind of hoping after this week that that changes because you know she's from the family gorgeous if you're if you watch Drag Race UK and you've seen Banksy and you've seen Cheddar Gorgeous like you know what that family drag family is all about so I kind of hope she like ups the ante a little bit yeah me too next week so next was JK this has really been JK's episode um their look was really creative like being like the actual bar and their lip sync performance was really good and I love how the bullies were like this is what we know him for and this is why we brought them back because we just knew there was so much more to show and I'm like I'm glad they did as well yeah me too I loved this look I thought from head to toe it was just great like there were so many elements to it um you know the performance was brilliant I think it did look a little bit rough around the edges like um you came out and I was like I'm waiting okay there's a reveal here I'm waiting for the reveal to happen like it wasn't quite cohesive big jick is clearly a big fan of cardboard (laughs) but (laughs) I kind of love that though like uh you know a lot of people who start out with drag you know or, or makeup or you know any kind of creativity you are just you don't start out with the like hundred thousand pound costumes you know like you're starting out with what's around you like I know when I've done um things like on my makeup page or whatever that requires props I'm scrambling around the house being like what can I use like I've made a crown out of just card that I've had lying around before and hot glue gunned a bit of an earring onto it you know what I mean um I just thought everything about the look was fab. Like, even, you know, when they took the little hat off and there was, like, the makeup on the head that looked like a brain, um, it was just great. It was, yeah, this, like you say, this was JK's episode and definitely JK's week. Yeah, I think it's... I've seen a few articles and stuff um, swirling around Twitter about, like, the drag racification of drag and this kind of expectation that everything has to be absolutely perfect mm. um when you go and see your local girls for example and it's just I think people need to remember that drag's like a really fucking expensive hobby oh my gosh um, yeah and when the girls are going to the clubs and doing their Tuesday night Wednesday night slots for tips um, they're also working a full-time job and anything they get in tips is probably going right back into getting new costumes like you know it's get, I feel like it's getting harder and harder to do these competitions because like you said there is this expectation sometimes to spend hundreds of thousands on costumes mm. and it's not feasible and I think as well like you know, at a certain point, like anybody can just walk up to a designer and just be like, oh, make this for me. But when someone has a vision of what they want their stuff to look for, like and is really hands on in the process, whether that is like working with someone to sew, not everyone can sew or like making that yourself. I think that shows who somebody is they're like drag character so much more than having the disposable income to get designers just to make stuff for you preach (laughs) (laughs) so next up is cynthia cynthia is like a bellhop and i just love this like absolutely manic makeup that she has on (laughs) she just looks like an evil ghost who's just gonna steal all your shit and cause bother and i love it cynthia's the kind of bellhop that you'd want the safe to be in the room for like looks crazy (laughs) (laughs) absolutely mental i was a big fan of the corset i thought that was stunning like oh yeah i think you know 
thinking about all of the looks that we've got, I think this was definitely like one of the kind of safer looks. Like it gave what it needed to give. It was like very on theme, but it just was, it was a ghostly bellhop. You know, there wasn't kind of much else to it. I thought the performance aspect was good, though. I thought the performance was really good. Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like this one is one of the more <laughs> easily identifiable ones. But there was other people who just had, like, s- slightly more creative elements yeah. to it. Um, yeah, but I, d- I, did, I did really like this. Uh, so next up was Fantasia, who was giving us... Betty Boop as a lounge singer um, I really like this as well obviously because of her body proportions it's like such an exaggerated silhouette and um, the way she had the mic like wrapped around her neck like you just you could write the story it's like this lounge singer's been murdered by a lover or maybe the wife of the lover and she's doomed to roam the halls of this hotel Um as a result uh yeah i i really liked it and it's like going down the betty book route which as well there is some discourse as well online about what race betty book is and it's like she's got spit curls like she's not fucking white (laughs) (laughs) so i love that we have this drag black betty book this is like betty book's true form i feel like with just the world's biggest boobs and (laughs) like a face card that will never decline never, like i ever. thought this look was stunning the like the performance so so this look for me like this is you know we've heard obviously before the competition and you know when the um, monsters talk about it in like the lab or the cauldron like just how much of a legend fantasia is and i feel like we fucking saw it this week like oh my god just so good I think the only thing for me is it wasn't given like as much of like a haunted aspect like I, I didn't quite see the like I don't know the the murder or, or whatever mm. but the rest of it was just so was that fucking good that I'm willing to overlook <laughs> yeah um so next up was Orgotic and very much like blending their style of drag with 1910s ghost um there were some people who said that this look should have been in the bottom um i'm not sure like i know it's very different from like 1910s 1920s ghost but at the end of the day the bullies always say they want to see how you infuse your style of drag with the challenge and i think they did I think they definitely gave their style of drag. There's no question about that. It just wasn't immediately given hotel for me. Like, I don't know, like, whether they're, like, the concierge, whether the person behind the desk, like, were they a guest? I wasn't quite sure on the story. Um, So, I, you know, I can see where people are coming from when they say it should have been in the bottom. For me, personally, I think it's maybe more of a safe look. Um. But, you know, I think Orgotic is a very exciting performer. And I, I'm always intrigued to see what they're going to come out looking like. Mm. Um, but, yeah, for me, it just did this look, it didn't quite hit for me this week. So next out was Satana. And I'm just looking at the look right now. And I'm just like, honestly, you could just pluck them out of that time period and just pop them right on the stage I think the look is really strong but what the bullies and the other judges are just weren't too happy about the performance um which is a shame because throughout confessionals she she talks about how excited she is to perform and how you know this is what she does but I think nerves perhaps took over yeah, I think as well, like, when you think about performing, like, you're probably thinking about, you know, songs that you feel comfortable with, songs that you know. You're not expecting to come out and lip sync to, like, your granddad's favourite song from 1913. <laughs> um, I thought that the look was stunning. I loved the, like, the detail of, like, the glittery, like, teardrops and things. I thought that was beautiful. Um, 
it was given showgirl but again I just don't I think yeah like you say the confidence aspect maybe just got lost a little bit um because I think out of everyone's performance it was definitely one of the weaker ones which is a real shame because I think Satan is a fierce performer and a yeah, fierce competitor for sure um yeah it was a sh- it was a shame um so next out was Jarvis <clears throat> And I was really expecting this to be Jarvis's night. I love the look. Um, again, it's one of those like question marks around, like, what is their place in the hotel? Are they a guest? Um, not hundred percent sure. But again, for Jarvis, it was the performance that let them down. There was a few moments like the hat fell off. And there were a few other things that just like didn't go right. And he says in his confessionals, like, I'm a perfectionist. And I think he even got a clip of them walking off and they're just like, oh, my hat fell off. And yeah. like it again, it's a it's a real shame because like as Drax said, it like it's like, oh your hat fell off. It's like just keep going. Because I think any performer like singer, actor, dancer, drag artist, whatever, is like, if you just power through it, like, nine times out of ten, no one's actually going to notice the mistake. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. It's like, you know, if you think about if you've got to stand up and give a presentation or whatever, the best piece of advice anyone gave to me was like, no one knows your job. No one knows what you're talking about. They're going to just assume that what you're saying is right. So if, yeah, you go out on the stage and just give a face performance, if your hat falls off, just kick it away. Just absolutely boot it across the room and be like, ah, I meant to do that. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, I think maybe because there was an expectation for Jarvis this week, like, you know, their drag persona is a ghost, isn't it? And so it's like, there was probably a lot riding on it. Like people are expecting me to do really well. And I think, yeah, they just got in their own head. A little bit which is such a shame because I-, I thought the look was really good yeah yeah definitely like it's a ghost character like Jarvis is a Jarvis is a ghost what they're being asked to do a ghost theme challenge it should have been like an opening shut case for them but mm. just those other little insecurities anxieties just got in the way which is a shame um Last but not least is Neo Huru X. Um, I thought Neo's look was really clever. I don't know if Drax's explanation of the look is like what Neo was actually going for, but if it is, I think that's actually really clever. Like a bride who trips and falls into the mirror, and then she's obviously wearing the frame, and the blood's all in the front. And I'm like, that totally made sense to me. And as a clumsy person, I'm just like, <laughs> new fear unlocked. Thank you, Drax. Takes down all the mirrors at home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say something controversial. This look, it was stunning, obviously. Like, you know, I think we've come to expect that with Neo. Like, all the looks are going to be of a high standard. I just don't feel like it was on theme at all. <laughs> and it only, was... I think, you know, when obviously that was said about the mirror and, and things like that I'm like yeah okay I get that but it's still not given hotel <laughs> yeah I was kind of thinking about that myself but it's like the only link I thought was that you do have weddings in hotels but then yeah. I'm like I don't know if that was the done thing back then like a lot of people would have church weddings or would you yeah. have a reception in a hotel still I don't know was a reception like, even a thing? I'm just gonna like I'm just thinking like I don't know if a reception was even a thing. Like you had your like little wedding breakfast and then you probably were just like, right, we've got to go home, consummate the marriage, and have children, and yeah. you are strapped to the store for the rest of your life. I don't know if maybe it was a thing in like society weddings, maybe because I think that was very much a high society bridal look. But oh um, yeah, and you'd need to show off by splashing loads of cash and yeah. like oh that family paid for this that and the next thing at their weddings and I want this. <laughs> I just think you know when we think about the critiques that Onyx got. It was like, oh, well, you had to really over-explain your look and it had to have a story attached to it for people to get it. So I feel like that's the same energy that we're having for Neo, but they're not getting the feedback that Onyx got. Yeah. Um. 
so I don't know. I think, you know, like I say, the the looks are incredible. Clearly amazing high standard of, you know, drag and, you know, even the performance was great. But for me, it just, if I think if you're going to say something about one, you've got to keep it 100 for the mm. others, you know? That's fair. That's fair. Um, so as judging begins, um, the Billies asked Jarvis what they want to do with the key. Uh, Sophie, if you were in Jarvis's shoes, what would you what? have done with the key? You know, I think it's really hard because I thought that Jarvis in that moment was going to give it to ourselves. Hold on a minute, I'm going to call. Yeah, I thought she would have given it to um to himself because obviously it, I thought the key would have been chosen before the performance. Mm. So the fact that it was afterwards, I was like, well, if they know they did poorly, like they've come off and they're like, well, my hat fell off, that was shit. I was like, oh, they're going to give it to themselves. Um, I think it would have been similar to, um, you know, what we've talked about in previous weeks where you're going to look at the person who's your competition like that's the person you want to fuck over that's probably where I would go with it um rather like I think that's a bit of an a bit of an out as well when you obviously you've got to spend (laughs) the rest of the few weeks with the people you're around just be like look it's no hard feelings you are just a really fierce competitor um I was not expecting who got it at all (laughs) my I was like fierce crack of the century when all got name was read out yeah right um yeah it's it's a funny one because the first time it was used in season three Dahlia saved herself and the bullies even said that she would have been up for extermination had she not used it on herself but it did birth one of the most iconic Dracula moments of all time so you know, we're not <laughs> mad at it. And then in no. season four, Jade put up Bitter Betty and it completely, like, their friendship was already on the rocks, but, it like, it was dead after that. Yeah. So the key can play havoc, like, for who it gets. And, um, yeah, like you say, I thought Jarvis would have saved himself, but he chose to put up one of the front runners and put up or gossip they'd been in the top two episodes in a row um yeah so i thought they took it surprisingly well like being like yes bitch everyone's got to do it so i'm ready and it's just like right (laughs) i'd be fucking fuming (laughs) (laughs) on the stage they seem to take it pretty well and jarvis is like oh our gothic is a fucking weirdo who loves this shit so i'm expecting a thank you card and then later our gothic's like i'm fucking coming for jarvis (laughs) so i i'm interested to see how that dynamic's gonna play out um in the next episode for sure Oh, sorry, I did my notes. Alright. <clears throat> so the bullies reveal that Nihuru, Throb Zombie and JK are in the top. Um, do we agree with these tops? I always agree with the top. Um, <laughs> as as we've said, I personally don't think Neo should have been in the top. Um, I don't know who else I would have put there. Maybe Fantasia, just because it was something a bit different. Um, but I definitely agree with Rob and JK for sure. Um, so JK wins this week. Um, which I was so happy for them for. Like, I feel Me like too. after the last two episodes, I think they it need this boost, but as we'll see in the cauldron, it's still not enough to satisfy his haters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Blackberry, Cynthia, Jarvis, and Fantasia are all safe, and Satana and Anna are up for extermination with Orgotic. It's just sad. <laughs> um, so we're told that the extermination challenge is the rotten rat room, and the monsters will be strapped to a bed and covered in cheese. Once secured. 
the rats will be released. I was oh. like, girl, nope. you should see my ex-boyfriends. I've slept with rats before. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> um, what like what before we get into the cauldron, like what do you think of this extermination? I could see you squirming. Do you know what? I don't even mind rats. Like, I'm not that kind of person who, you know, would see them all en masse on like a horror film or or just any film in general and be like, oh no, I'm never I can't have to turn it off. But I think it's very different to have them all just running all over you, like scrambling. Like I think I prefer them to maybe like, you know, bugs, creepy crawlies, anything like that. But I just think the fact that you're like smothered in cheese as well. Yeah. And just the noise. Like I, I think when you when we eventually get to that challenge. The scariest looking thing is the mattress that they have to sleep on. That looks <laughs> absolutely fucking lifting. But it, I just feel like it would be really difficult when they start coming like up around your head and things. Like I know they're massive and they can't crawl in my ear, but what if one shape shifted and was able <laughs> to get in my ear? Abs- no, just no. <laughs> um. So yeah, post judging, Satana is really defeated. I actually didn't think she was gonna walk. I thought she did when she was talking to the producer and was like, "That's it, I'm done. Like it's over. Like thanks, but no thanks." Kind of thing. I was like, "What? <laughs> that can't be it. Like, come on, at least act like you're asked." <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been many a monster who has done multiple extermination challenge think of erica clash fuck's oh, sake yeah, like yeah. the queen of exterminations <laughs> um and she was really like this is my second time therefore i'm gonna go and that's not necessarily the case no i think it's just it was quite defeatist and i just think well you know this is you've just got to give yourself that chance like prove to them that you're you're fucking fierce and you need to stay. Yeah. You know, like anyone going in with that attitude, you just think, well, off you Yeah, you kind of almost like speak it into existence, don't you? But she did kind of say that she she was just really embarrassed. She was like, yeah. and like, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. Um, so Jay asked about Jarvis's decision, uh, why they picked Sorgothic, and Jarvis just kind of reiterates that they're fierce competition, and Sorgothic's <laughs> like, Jarvis, you son of a bitch! Um, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny when they were kind of half fighting, and um, he's like, take it as a compliment, which it, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, but Jay mentions that he, he thinks that Orgotic would have been in the bottom anyway in that look. Uh, I, I'm not so sure. Um, one of the highlights of the cauldron, though, was Cynthia revealing that she's had Onyx's fake leg in her briefcase the whole time. And it was just like oh. the cut to the cauldron. It's like, I had it the whole time. <laughs> when that leg got pulled out that suitcase, I was rolling like a fucking roller skate that was so funny and just pitch perfect like obviously it was all kicking off and it was just the tonic that we needed (laughs) it's just so funny and like i feel like this moment solidifies her as like a fan favorite the confessional queen like i love it absolutely um so in the rotten rat room, they get covered in cheese or gothic because they are just like a special kind of freak puts a piece in their mouth. No. <laughs> and Anna kind of talks about confessionals, how they're attracted to the wig and to the crotch. And I'm like, that makes total sense because they both Warm. emanate a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. Um, Satana's talking about how it's just like the sounds of them like in your ear. They're just like like in your ear and I'm like I think that would wind me up as well Mm. and um yeah and Anna talking about how the rats are just like pissing and shitting everywhere as well that would really 
push me over the edge I think like not only do I have to have them crawling over us I've got to sleep on this shitty mattress but I'm being pissed on as well Mm. is it not enough (laughs) I was just kind of like I know Drac like made a joke like oh I hope you've had your baby shot and I'm like I hope these were like pet rats Hollywood rats (laughs) and not fucking sewer rats because like I don't like see if someone has a pet rat I'm like oh like they're so cute see if I see one on the street I'm fucking running the other direction like yeah. get that fucking thing away from me we can't be here this is a cursed place <laughs> oh I remember I went to visit my friend in halls once and a fucking ginormous rat ran right across the door we were both like <laughs> no um yeah absolutely not <laughs> welcome to city living um, <laughs> so after all that satana is exterminated oh i know i just just bring them all back yeah fuck's sake um yeah i was got i really like satana um i think they they came in episode one like round that campfire so cunty like asking mm-hmm. all the shady questions and i just feel like obviously episode one the rug is kind of pulled out from under our like they did not meet the challenge and they ended up in the bottom two and I feel like they've just kind of faded a bit after that. Like yeah. the looks are so on point. Like Satan is obviously talented. Um and I just think it's a real shame that we we're not gonna get any more on the show. Yeah, I hope you know what we've had in Dragula seasons past is that some Sometimes the monsters get, you know, brought back into the episodes in some way. I'm hoping we can get a bit more of that. If I was Satana, I'd be like, right, so am I going to get the JK treatment? Am I going to come back? <laughs> no. Nope. You're not making um, me hike 10 miles in yes. the dark. You're not bringing me back. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think it, it's really good. In, and I thought the, you know, the actual extermination was so good. It's like, I'm so glad we've got to see a little bit of The Shining. Because you think Haunted Hotel, like, you are going to The Shining. Like, mm. we are, we're going to live in the Overlook for a little bit. Um, Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, and I'm excited to see, you know, what comes next. Because um, just thinking to the end of that cauldron where JK had a drink chucked over him. Oh, my God, I, I forgot about it. that. Yeah, or got... Orgotic has a problem with JK and I don't yeah. fucking know what it is yeah. um, at this stage. And yeah, when they were all cheersing, just spilled their drink over Orgotic. And it's it, just, it's really unnecessary. It's like, it's quite immature. Yeah. If I tell you now, if someone had chucked a drink over me, that little headpiece that Orgotic wears would have been on the other side of that fucking room. <laughs> you are not, you are not ruining my makeup, bitch. Like this took me ages <laughs> i know pouring your drink over the winning look yeah wow like come for the you know if, if you're going to come for anyone come for the person who put you up for the extermination challenge don't come for the winner <laughs> yeah exactly i pour your drink over jarvis what fucking jk yeah um but yeah i think it's going to be very interesting next week to see the fallout of that yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm kind of hoping that, especially after this week, like, you know, maybe, you know, once everyone's gone home post extermination challenge and or back to their hotels or wherever it is they do between filming, um, they've just had a moment to have a think and maybe they'll just get off, like, they'll get JK off their shit list, as Jarvis referred to it earlier, because, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's not necessary anymore. Yeah, like, really, is it? Like, what we should else be does he need to prove? Yeah, what else? Like, when you've won as well. Like, what else do you honestly, at this stage, need to prove mm-hmm. to get the respect of your peers? Because I'm like, I, again, I don't know what they've done <laughs> to warrant this. No, no, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not um so yeah that's that's the end of the episode um don't have any updates on the next episode i don't know anything no we never do do we <laughs> no 
I can't remember at what point it was, like in season four, that just like all the information got released. And I'm like, I just want some, I just want to know what's happening next week. Even just the theme, like yeah. not bothered about, you know, the ins and outs of what happens. Just give us the theme, just a little breadcrumb, please. <laughs> yeah, like just breadcrumb me the whole week. But I have to wait <laughs> till Monday. Although yeah. they did do a sneak peek of the next episode on Instagram this yes, week. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, so Big yeah. Brother's Impact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'll just keep a lookout for that. And so should all of you. And I'll post yeah. it on Girlfriend's Instagram as soon as I have it. <laughs> um, Sophie, where can people find you online? So on the apps, on Instagram, I am Sophie Surf's Face. And on Twitter, I am Soph Surf's Face. I am at Hi, it's Lindsay underscore on all social media. You can find the podcast at Girlfriend Pod on Twitter and Girlfriends underscore podcast on Instagram. We'll be back next week with the episode four. Episode four yeah. review yeah. of Dracula season five. But until then, stay spooky.